0: Welcome to the Unveiled Podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Valle, a current music therapy intern at the Franciscan Life Process Center. Through various episodes, we will be exploring what the center has to offer and specifically the music therapy program. Thank you for your continuous support of the center and all that it has to offer. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am here with Sandy. She is the director of the Franciscan Life Process Center and formerly the director of the music therapy program. So today, we are just going to talk about the history of um, music and music therapy at the Franciscan Life Process Center. And uh, just to get us started, Sandy, could you please kind of talk about how you kind of came to the center, starting with like your internship and then kind of walking through all of that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I sure can. I started as a high school junior wanting to know that I wanted to be in music, but I wasn't quite sure how that was going to look in my future. My dad was a band director and I was a trumpet player, and I knew I didn't want to be in an orchestra for the rest of my life, and I knew I didn't want to be a band director, so I started to explore the other options. I was Um, I was fortunate enough to have an experience with a good family friend, Roger Smeltkop, who was a music therapist at Michigan State University at the time. He encouraged me to observe music therapy there at the campus, and I fell in love with it from day one. So I began my journey as a freshman at Western Michigan University in their trumpet studio, had to learn piano and guitar and forged ahead and graduated in 2005 with my music therapy degree. I wanted to stay local. I did not have a lot of money so I needed to find some (laughs) place where I could could afford to live and also get a good experience and um, a couple of the grad students at Western Michigan had done their internships at the Franciscan Life Process Center. They told me about the different folks that the music therapist worked with and the fact that it was local in-state in Michigan was a huge plus for me. So I put all my eggs in one basket and I applied for that internship and I was accepted and that was in April of 2006. Mm -hmm. So I began my internship process there and really fell in love with the variety. I fell in love with the center as a whole. At that time, there was only one center, which was in Dole, and all of our services were provided within the greater Grand Rapids area. And so I really got to know the city. I got to know the community. And I really respected Sister Mary Margaret as a professional as well as a Franciscan sister. And she really helped to form me as the therapist that I am and helped me through my young adult journey (laughs) (laughs) and all that that comes along with it. And so after 2006, when I completed my internship In September, she asked if I'd be interested in working full time as a music therapist, and I eagerly accepted. I was very excited, and I have worked as a music therapist clinically full time until. Two thousand and eleven when my first um, when my first child was born, and they were able to accommodate for the growth of my family and I then moved down to a part time clinician and in two thousand eighteen I was Um, promoted and asked to become the director of the music therapy program and in combination with that has have also done some internship supervising and was the internship director for a period of time and then just recently was moved into the position of the director of the center congratulations on that by the way it's very exciting (laughs) yeah it's very new but it is
0: very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've kind of seen, like, the growth and the transition of everything while you've been here since 2006, and its I'm sure it's changed a lot. Uh, but would you be able to kind of talk about the music therapy program and how maybe you've seen it evolved as well over time?
1: Absolutely. So the center in Lowell itself was was actually only about 10 years old by the time I started to join. Um, The ground was broken for the center in 1991. Sister Mary Margaret Delaski was very well established as a Franciscan sister of the Eucharist here in the Lowell area. She she, she was a music educator to start, a very proficient pianist, and also played the harp. Um, And... She wanted to do a little bit more with her music, so she went back to school for music therapy through the Michigan State program. Mm-hmm. And they would teach lessons and and do some music therapy, but it was a really... Um, process for the city of Grand Rapids in general. She would take things into the school systems where a lot of children with autism were in self-contained classrooms at the time and work with them through music and the teachers started to see this is really, um, this is really effective. We need more of this. So they started to develop a program out at the center in Lowell where they would bus the kids from the schools into the center in Lowell and they would engage in music and art and some process on the land. So for example, in the fall, they would have a music therapy session. They maybe would collect fall leaves outside and create some sort of lantern or a fall leaf rubbing. And then they would also have the chance to make um, home-pressed apple cider from the apple orchard So they would have a full morning experience, and they would rotate through these different stations. And that process really started to get the community connected with how music was used as well as what the sisters were all about in mole. I mean, in addition to the music program, of course, they had their counseling program and their preschool going at the time and a lot of different art programs. But music really started by sister bringing everything into the schools. Then the schools decided to bring their kids out our way. And then as funding... Changes happened, we switched back to going contractually into locations. And of course, it expanded from just children with autism to um, elder care facilities, nursing home facilities, Alzheimer's and dementia. We transitioned into kids who had many different needs, ADHD, severely and mentally impaired, as well as some even the kids that had been in foster care and are now in residential care. There was a time where we were working with folks in a residential care facility for mm-hmm. children and teenagers, and we have now since expanded into um, hospitals and hospice organizations and really become validated in prescriptive sense of music therapy due to this literal hard led work that Sister Mary Margaret forged mm-hmm. here in Grand Rapids. Um, the center in Lowell was becoming further and further away from the west side of Michigan. And the community started to respond by requesting we find some place that was more meat in the middle. And in 2012... There was a group of families from the west side that requested we find a space where they could come and receive music therapy services from us, Mm -hmm. but not have to travel all the way to Lowell in the wintertime after school. It becomes pretty taxing on the family. So we decided to pioneer and try out what we were calling the satellite location, so we found a partner in the in the greater grand rapids area and they allowed us to rent their space for $10 a week <laughs> to see these clients we had to bring in everything pianos guitars instruments you name it we had to bring it but we did we saw about 4 to 6 clients one evening a week at this location and it became requested more and more and more frequently. So the sisters did a lot of research with their professional advisors as well as their community as to what would be a good place for them to set up shop, basically, Mm -hmm. in Grand Rapids. And that's what landed us at the Basilica Center um, on the northwest side of town, where we have been now... I wish I had that date at the top of my head, but I don't remember how long we've been here. But it's been at least since 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're now really well established with what we are calling two campuses. We can reach the east side of town, mm-hmm. and now we can stretch over to the west side of town and really get those folks on the lakeshore who are needing services. Mm-hmm. Um, sister was really passionate about music therapy education and so she was very adamant about establishing an internship process at the center as well so I believe it started in 1997 mm-hmm. and has been going strong ever since then with up to two interns at a time and um, for our six professional music therapists that work on staff. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a huge passion of hers, as well as all of ours, is to continue to advocate for music therapy and help train those new professionals that are going to be mm-hmm. carrying on the legacy of music therapy for the future. I think you also
0: mentioned when Kara and I sat down in August just about how her philosophy on like supervision. Is that correct? There was something, something yes. there that she was...
1: Yes, in her experience as a music therapy intern, she was at a location where the music therapist said, "Oh, good, you're here. Here's your caseload. Go out and do music therapy." And so she felt, um, she felt really unsupported and just. In over her head she was in situations that she did not she was not qualified for and just felt really lost and so when she became the internship director and supervisor, she made a promise that the interns would have full support and supervision would never be alone at a location have constant feedback to really help support and mm-hmm. and validate the good and ethical and proper techniques of a therapist before they transition out to the professional world. I mean, mm-hmm. Six months is not that long to really build up yeah. your bag.
0: <laughs> well, I think I've, I've definitely seen that just in my internship itself, just like the feedback and the support I've, I've received. And I know Karen and I have talked about that too. So it's great to see that that legacy has continued and that everyone really takes that to heart. Mm-hmm. That's, that's wonderful. Thank you, Sandy. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of going on to the more spiritual side of, of music and music therapy, um, we know that the center is a Catholic faith-based um, center and program. How does music therapy reflect either Franciscan spirituality or maybe the Catholic and Christian faith?
1: Yeah. So... In a lot of the schools and the philosophy of music therapy that we are taught in um, educational institutions is to really focus on something that is called person-centered therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, It is in good therapeutic practice to not push your own agenda on a client that you're working with. This is true to be in the psychology world as well as the music therapy world. Mm -hmm. And this type of person-centered therapy is in very close alignment with what the Franciscan sisters know to be true as the basic dignity of human life. And that every single person, just because of the sole fact that they are created and are creation from God, they deserve the dignity and respect and the fullness of life that any other person out there should should have just for the purpose of existing. So, regardless of their capacity of intellect or physical capabilities or whatever the case may be, and they deserve that dignity from the beginning of their life all the way up until the end of their natural life. And so, this type of philosophy is, is, I, is closely aligned with what's taught in educational institutions, so it can be easily adapted and really fostered within the Franciscan Sisters of the Eucharist Mm -hmm. mission in terms of walking side-by-side with every person that they meet. That's a huge St. Francis characteristic, is to just join the person in their journey with where they're at, but not to let them wallow there and not to regress, but to help them get to where they need to be next, mm-hmm. giving them the proper supports, resources, tools, and um, sometimes hard truths to be able to move forward into the fullness of the person that each mm-hmm. of us is designed to be.
0: Mm-hmm. That's that's so beautiful. It's one of the things that really brought me here to the center, and it's been such a wonderful opportunity to be surrounded by that mission and and those intrinsic values that the center holds here. So,
1: you know, the, the one thing that I have come to find being engaged with the sisters for so long, um, the clarity of their understanding of what they truly believe and what they truly know to live out their mission really makes it quite easy to work with them. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you never have to guess how are they going to respond what are they going to think it's it's right out in the open <laughs> you know you know exactly what to expect and you're held accountable for for allowing them to practice their religious freedoms and they hold you accountable for what you intrinsically believe and move forward and work Mm -hmm. with. And they say, if you're going to be this type of person, be 100% this type of person. Don't just pick and choose from a grab bag. Mm -hmm. Really commit to who you want to be and where to move forward. Whether that even fall within the Catholic faith or not, that's something that they're very respectful about. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's a nice... Place to work, and it's a nice philosophy to be able to say, Mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to argue with human respect in general.
0: (laughs) That's such a beautiful thing to have. Of, it's not forced upon you, and they want to build you up to who you are, like in that moment, and and how you're going to grow. So, it's something really special.
1: There are a lot of misconceptions about the Catholic faith in general, and what what is accepted and what isn't accepted, and so that education of the Catholic teachings in alignment with this is why we treat our clientele, this Mm -hmm. is why we accept everyone that walks through our doors, this is why we work hard with family systems and not just the individual client. Um, All of that process is closely in alignment with um, a lot of the Catholic Church teachings. So they really have an answer as to why do you do this? Well, this is why. And Mm -hmm. it's backed by, by their teachings. And they educate their staff about that so that folks can know, okay, this is going to bring me clarity. Mm -hmm. And in the past 15 years, there have been staff that really jump on board and say, yes, this is the place for me. And some people, as they learn more, they realize this isn't the best fit it's time for me to move to a new location. But first and foremost, really trying hard to train each professional to come to the wholeness of the person that they are mm-hmm. is um, is not always at the top of the prerogative of every employer mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so it's a it's a huge blessing and I have come to find it really fulfilling as I work here yeah
0: I, I can imagine and that's why you've been here for so long know. you know
1: <laughs> it really has It's challenged me in a lot of good ways. I'm
0: sure. Well, thank you so much, Sandy, for your time. This has just been a beautiful talk to learn more about the program and just how it fits in with the values and missions. You bet. Thank you again.
1: Thanks, Sophia.